Access Credit Union has always been at the heart of our community through good and bad times. We want to continue to play our part in helping our community through the COVID-19 crisis. As businesses reopen, we encourage our community to work together by staying local, borrowing locally and spending locally. Access Credit Union is here to help. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> And a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham County, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. On today's podcast we're looking ahead to round two of the Premier Senior Football Championship which returns this weekend. We'll be joined by Clonakilty's Martin Scally ahead of their clash with Ballincollig which throws in at 2pm in Enniskeen on Sunday. Clonakilty beat Carrigaline 112 to 8 points in their opening game and will be hoping to carry that form into Sunday's meeting. We'll also chat to Drina Rangers captain Tomas Connolly following their latest title success in the West Cork League Premier Division. But Kieran, before we look ahead to this weekend, what are your five biggest takeaways from the weekend just past? It was another action-packed weekend, Jack, and we're going to kick off with the Roscarbury ladies. They beat Bantry Blues in a county intermediate football championship derby in Roscarbury and they won 2-8 to 10 points I think it was and there was goals from Kira Whitley and Maura O'Brien and what that's done that has put Roscarbury through to the county intermediate semi-final where they will take on near neighbours Clannacilty who have come out of their other group and um, Clannacilty beat Aragland Desmond's Bui by 5-14 to 9 points with Millie Condon getting 2-3 of that so we have a huge Roscarbury and Clannacilty county semi-final to look forward to in a couple of weeks time Moving now to the Carberry Junior A Hurling Championship, Kilbree were in action last weekend and they signalled their intentions with a huge win over Lucistown. They put up 5.22 in a big win there and um, Damon O'Gorman got 3-4 and Dara Coakley got 10 points. So Kilbree were signalling their intentions as a force to be reckoned with. Dawn has also got their campaign back on track. Moving on, the draw for the quarterfinals of the Caribbean Junior A Hurling Championship was also made last weekend, and we have some huge derbies to look forward to. We also have a repeat of last year's final between Battle and Kilbree. We have St. James's against Clannacilty, we have Donnie's against Cullums, and another derby will see Mahunas take on St. Mary's, and those games are likely to be fixed for the end of the month. So four cracking um, Caribbean Junior A Hurling Championship quarterfinals to look forward to there. Moving to the county scene and the Senior A Hurling Championship, both Bandon and Newcastle were in action uh, last weekend. Bandon got their campaign back on track. They got a narrow 17-16 win against Fermoy, and Ronan Crowley was the man of the moment there. He scored eight points for Bandon, who are now in with a chance of qualifying for the knockout stages. And while Newcastle lost their game to Cantorque last weekend, they left themselves with a lot to do. They conceded three goals in the opening 20 minutes, but they did come back to only lose 313 to 117, but they still have their own destiny in their hands going into the final group game against Klein. If they win that, they're through to the knockout stages. And finally, Jack, we're going to look at the County um, Lower Intermediate Hurling Championship where Barry Rowe and Kilbritton are in the same group. Last weekend, Kilbritton drew their second game in a row 
and this time at Russell Rovers, while Barry Rowe lost to Bally Garvin. And that means the lie of the land is that both Kilbritton and Barry Rowe still have a chance of getting out of this group and, and making it to the knockout stages, but they both have to win their final group game. So a lot to play for in the weeks ahead. Good stuff, Kieran. Well, this weekend is going to be jam-packed again. And let's start with the Premier Senior Football Championship. And before we hear from Martin Scally of Clonakilty, let's focus on the West Cork group of debt. On Sunday in Skibbereen, Castlehaven meet Town with both teams coming into this one off the back of good wins in round one. And on Saturday at 5pm in Lep, Carberry Rangers take on Island Rovers with both sides looking to kickstart their seasons having suffered losses on the opening weekend. So we'll talk about Castlehaven versus Newcastown first. As I mentioned, both teams coming into this one off the back of wins. And this, in many ways, is probably going to decide who tops the group, Kieran. Yeah, it's an intriguing tie because Castlehaven have been one of the, the superpowers of Cork football for the last decade or so, along with Carberry Rangers, in terms of West Cork teams in the County Senior Football Championship. But Newcastown were the West Cork team that went furthest in last year's championship when they made a semi-final and they had a huge win against um, Ireland Rovers in their opening group game. I, I think it was 3-17 they put up. So I'm looking forward to this game in Skib on Sunday afternoon. Castlehaven will probably be favourites. Well, they will be favourites going into it. But you can't discount Newcastown. They've, um, they've really made strides in the last couple of seasons in terms of football. So a very interesting game here. Like you said, it could probably decide who will top the group. Um, because Castlehaven will play Ireland Rovers in their final group game while Newcastown will take on Carberry Rangers. And I suppose for Newcastown, it's almost more important to win this game because um, that Newcastown-Ross game in the final round of, of, of matches has the potential to decide who will go through to the knockout stages. Um, You've mentioned there, we're looking at Carberry Rangers and Island Rovers on Saturday. And for both teams, that's must win, Jack, because obviously both lost their... Their, their first round games. So a defeat, another defeat, would probably spell the end of their their ambitions of getting to the quarterfinals of the, the Premier Senior Football Championship. Um, Ireland t- took a beating against against Newcastle in the first day, so they have a lot of improving to do. I know they're without a couple of players again for for this game against um, for this game against um, uh, against Carby Rangers. While Ross have their own injury worries, so there's a lot to play for. Um, like we always said, these these derbies in the West Cork group of days were always going to be very entertaining and very in, in, important. And this is a pivotal weekend, really pivotal weekend. So there's a lot to play for, Jack. Yeah, well, you can follow those games across the weekend on southernstar.ie. We'll have results and on our social media channels. But Kieran, as I mentioned, Clonakilty got their season underway with a relatively comfortable win over Carrigaline in round one, winning 112 to eight points. We're going to hear from Martin Scally in just a second. But before we do, you might just give us an idea of where Clonakilty are at this stage of the season. Are they in the running? Could you see them going far? What What are your own thoughts? Uh, Clonakilty have made the last two quarterfinals in the Senior Football Championship. So they've kind of, I wouldn't say they're there or thereabouts, but they've been they've been, been improving on where they were in the years before that because they did struggle for a couple of seasons they're involved in a relegation battle there going back three or four years ago. So they're a, they're a team that's facing in the right direction. I don't think they're they're good enough to win a, a county title, um, but they are good enough to get to, to the knockout stage. 
that win against Carrigaline probably flattered him some bit because it didn't play well. And Martin Skelly would allude to that um, when we hear from him. It took eight points from Dara O'Shea to get them over the line. And he's one of their, their Kerry imports this year, along with Joe Grimes, who was an added depth and quality to the clan squad. Um, clan, of course, are without Liam O'Donovan, their, their Cork footballer, who tore his crucial there on a challenge against Valleys a couple of weeks ago. And he's a massive loss for Clan Akilte. But there is quality in this this kind of Kilty team. They have Cork seniors like Sean White and, and, and Thomas Clancy and Mark White was the, the Cork football goalkeeper before stepping back from from the squad this year. They've also the likes of Morris Shenley, Dan Pete, David Lowney, who's been, been in with the Cork Hurlers. So Clan have a lot of quality. What that first round win over Carrigaline did is it's it set them up well now for the group because for taking on the Balancholic side that lost to St. Finbars in their opening group game. So if Clan can beat Bell and Colleague and presuming that, that the that the Bears will win their game, then Clan are true to the quarterfinals with a game to spare. But if Clan lose to Bell and Colleague this weekend, um, that means they're going to go into their final game against the Bears needing a win. And that's not an easy task because the Bears are the best team in that group and they show that in the win against against Bell and Colleague. But Clan know as well as every other team in the county that Bell and Colleague are um, they're a serious team. Um, they're not at the level that they were a couple of years ago when they won the county, but they could still trouble a lot of teams. So it's another intriguing match this um, this this Sunday in um, in, in his team. A lot to play for. And when I spoke to Martin Skelly earlier, I started off by asking him how he is fixed for this game because he went off injured early in the win against Carrigaline with a shoulder injury. So will Martin Skelly be fit line out for Clan this Sunday? We're joined now by Martin Skelly of Clannacilty to look ahead to a big game for Clan this Sunday against Ben and Colleague in the Premier Senior Football Championship. But first, Martin, you went off injured in the game against Carrigaline a couple of weeks ago. Just a quick update on your own fitness. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, bad tackle, I suppose, five minutes into the game and tried to play on and got another bad tackle. Uh, so I had to come off after about 20, 25 minutes, unfortunately. Um, but uh, at first we kind of thought it was an AC tear in my shoulder but went for a scan and it's just badly bruised bones and joints, joints and tendons and the whole lot so uh, it's still not great I haven't actually trained on it yet so that's what two weeks two weeks ago over two weeks ago but uh, I have it strapped up there now just to kind of keep it in place to hope that it kind of gets a little bit better now so um, we're training now this week before the match so hopefully uh, I might be able to get something done but at the moment it's uh I know it's a cliche, but it's, it's very 50-50 at this stage, unfortunately. So you've got to go for the test at all training this week and see how you feel towards the end of the week? Yeah, yeah. You know, like I suppose, as much as I want to play, if I'm not able to play, there's no point taking up a position. don't know if I can't, if I can't give 100% to the game. Like, so. And I kind of, I suppose, as much as I do want to play, I have to be mature about it too. And if I can't, if I can't uh, do my best for the team, then there's no point in me being on the pitch, I suppose. Because this is shaping up as a big game against Bell and Colleague. Like you obviously won your first game against Carrigaline, as I mentioned. Um, the Bears beat Bell and Colleague. So if Clan get a win on Sunday and the Bears win, you're effectively true to the knockout stages. Yeah, I suppose. Well, like when we saw the group arrive right at the start, we were like we had three tough games. But uh, I suppose another cliche like you can't look past the first round. So thankfully we got over Carrigaline, albeit with a fairly skeptical performance. Like. Um, and Trevor knows that, that like the Barriers are one of the top dogs in court football for the last few years. Like they're very consistent. Um, I suppose then people might look at ourselves in Ballincollig as as uh, two teams that could potentially go in with the Barriers. 
so yeah, like everything's a play for really like, and um, I suppose ideally we'd love to be true before we get to the bars, but um, yeah, look, it is a huge game and there's an awful lot on the line for both teams. You mentioned the Carrigaline game there, that's a game Clan won, won 12 to 8 points. I suppose kind of the big takeaway from that is there is room for improvement, like it wasn't a, a great Clan performance, but how much of that can you put down to two? It was your first championship game, you know, kind of like a lot of teams would be rusty coming into the, into the competition. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose like two or three months ago, no one knew, that, no one thought to be playing any football. And then there was a scramble, I suppose, to get as much training sessions in under the belt and get a few challenge games. Um, but I suppose like there's no point saying that like rustiness because we did have a few practice games, right? We are, like we just simply didn't perform on the day. I suppose you can like it's it's the same situation for both teams. Um, I suppose the atmosphere always builds into championships, so we can't that wasn't even there. So there shouldn't have been that nervous from people shouting in from the crowd and stuff. And to be honest with you, we just didn't play well. Don't know, there's no two ways about it. Like no, if you went out, if you went out and you said, "Look, you'll get a win first round," we'd take your hand off. Or like Carrigan are a great team. We played them in challenge games the last few years. They can they beat us and we beat them and it's been close and they've been tough contests. But um, no, it was like the most important thing was that we got the win. And now, like you said, there is an awful lot of room for improvement. And hopefully, we will improve on that and we'll have to improve on that if you want to get a result against Ballincollig. One of the key factors in the win against Carrigaline, I think, was the performance of Darrow O'Shea. He's one of the, was it the, the new players in the, the clan team this year, a, a Kerry import coming in from, from West Kerry to West Cork, and along with Joe Grimes, another Kerry fella. What's, what's happened like the addition of, of these two Kerry fellas to the clan panel? Uh, look, it, it's huge to know. Uh, there's no other to about it. And like, I'll kill myself for saying it, like, but they're, they're two great players to have in this team. Um, but it was... Aside from their talent alone, they bring a lot of professionalism to the setup, and you know, like I suppose it's just outside outside ways of thinking as well. I know there used to be a saying back in Clan a few years ago that Clan needed imports to county. Like you look at Paddy Barrett back in '96, the Limerick man, and then you've uh, Noel Griffin from Clare in 2009. So I suppose Clan would have always had a good pro tradition of football, but there's always uh, one or two imports <laughs> that kind of just needed to push themselves over the edge. But no, look, they're great, and like it stands for itself. Like Derek kicked eight points the last day, and Joe chipped in with a monster from about fifty yards as well. So, look, there's no doubt in that the two lads are a good talent, right? When you're looking ahead to the game against Ballon College, so on Sunday, how much improvement does Clan need to get the result that you want? Oh, how long is the piece of rope? Like, you know, like like I said, Ballon College are a huge team, and they won a county in 2014, I think, and count, got the county final in 2016. And I suppose they've never really dropped their standard a whole pile. Like, so they are one of the bigger teams in Cork. And, oh, look, we need to improve vastly. Like, you know, we were kind of sloppy and we, I suppose we, we kind of switch off at times. So um, it's, I suppose the stuff that, we, like, the good thing is that we know that we have to improve. You know, we're under no illusions that we're by any means world beaters. Like, so, um, look, we'll just have to improve as much as we can because if we want to get the result against Ballon College, that's what it's going to take. You feel as well with the West Cork group of data in the Premier Senior Football Championship that there's so much attention on, on the other four clubs so the clan could hopefully stay out of the spotlight and sail under the radar a small bit locally? Um, yeah, I suppose like when you have a competition with only 12 teams in it, they're always going to be they're like the 12 great teams. Like, But I suppose it is nice that we're not in that group. Um, I feel like you can only play with one in front of you too, but at the same time, there's always a bit that like you'll always kind of up your game and you're playing your rivals out the road. You know that kind of way? <laughs> And it's one thing to play local rivals once in championship. Uh, like we played Newcastle and Ross countless times in the last few years. 
but to have three games in a row where you're playing your neighbours, um, it's uh, yeah, I suppose it's kind of nice that everyone's been talking about them as a group of death, and we're just kind of off doing our own thing, which shoots us down to the ground. As well, McLean, if you look at the last couple of years, you're a, a team facing the right direction. You've made the quarterfinals of the senior football championship for the for the past two years after a rocky couple of seasons before that. You're definitely you're building towards something here, Martin. Um, yeah, it's like obviously, like we hope to think, or we like to think that we're going in the right direction. Um, but I suppose the reality check is that we have got the two quarterfinals, but we've underperformed uh, in both of them. So yes, it was like we we have had rocky years in the in the past, and we've got the two quarterfinals, which is which is great, like great for the club and great for the lads, and uh, to get there. But I suppose like it's, it's it doesn't really count for much then when we can't take the next step. But um, yeah, no, look, we're we're kind of hopefully going in the right direction, and hopefully this year we might be able to go uh, a step further. With the whole COVID nineteen lockdown, and obviously the inter county season has been pushed back to the end of the year. I suppose Clan as a team, you have a lot of fellas involved in intercompany setups. You know, kind of, I know Liam O'Donovan's injured at the moment, but you have Thomas Clancy, Sean White, we had Mark White, David Lowney, go back. This was the Myers Astor, Dan Pete, Morris Shanley with you under 20s. Kind of, so many Clan fellas have been in with the Cork team. But now you've had this set window to be able to train together as a club. How, how have you found that? I, it's great. And you know, I mentioned professionalism there a while ago, like, but they're, they do, like, the, I suppose. The Cork lads do bring that little bit uh, of intensity as well to training, um, and it was like if you're marking one of them at training, you always kind of want to see, you kind of want to test yourself against them, you know. But um, no, look, it's great to have them in training, and it's great to actually train as a team, because like you said, like we've had we've had four Cork senior footballers the last few years, and then Loney with the hurlers, Mars and Dan. But I uh, know it's nice just even to have the numbers as well, like because like that's what six or seven players, and like they're going to be starting, so it's important that we kind of get get them used to playing with us and us playing with them because sometimes the last few years like they're kind of thrown in at the deep end a week or two before championship and uh, it's you know it's not just something you can switch on Obviously on a on a, on a down note Liam O'Donovan is out for the foreseeable future did he's he's easy ACL there was it in a challenge game against Fettys a couple of weeks ago yeah. like Liam was absolutely flying last year with Cork and McClellan and he's such an important player for you so how much of a blow is it to lose a player of Liam's calibre? Ah well, look, like it, it's obviously huge. I don't know, like you said, he's absolutely flying with Cork, and he brings like a, he brings a different dynamic to training. And don't know, like he's probably the fittest man of the Cork senior team, and this was the same stance for the clan team. Um, but like, and he's 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 another option. I don't know, like he's a serious engine in him. Like, but um, on the other side of that, like there's, there's there are great lads in the panel that will fill the shoes. Um, like you know, like you mentioned there, Dan Peel has an All Ireland medal with Cork. Not too many lads in the club have one of those. So, like, there are lads that can step in and fill the booth, like, but, yeah, no, Liam is an absolutely huge loss. Just even his personality around training is missed big time. Before, before I let you go, I have to ask you about the, the Carberry Junior Hurling Championship 2. Clan got off to a huge win there in, in the opening round. Um, big game coming up in the quarterfinal in a couple of weeks as well. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I was like, oh, the land, unfortunately, on my shoulder, but I uh, know the lads, they were super on the day, like, um, but yeah, no playing the local rivals up the road now, so it's actually very local for me. There, Arsenal would just be over the road now for myself. But uh, no, look again. Uh, I suppose you can only play what's in front of us, and we're kind of looking forward to it. Right? Um, I actually saw your tweet that I was. Someone had a tweet up on me saying that uh, it's a serious, uh, serious statement with the win against Mahunas. But then you see Kameen made a, uh, I suppose another serious statement with the win against uh, Newcastle the other day. And Arfield made their own statement in the football and against uh, Oliver Plunkett in the hurling as well. So, look, Arfield are 
they're a serious team that I suppose overachieving like for the size of the parish. Um, like it's not going to be an easy game by any means, but we'll we'll have a cut off it anyway. I suppose. And it's a fierce competitive junior A hurling championship this year. Like you mentioned, Kilbury put up was it five twenty two against Newcastown. Bell obviously they are kind of themselves and, and, and a couple of more. Like it's it's hard to pick a winner. Yeah, I suppose like I suppose it's good for the competition. Um, I suppose the only downside is the fact that none of the fans can actually go and watch the matches. But um, no, look, like it's the same with the senior football. Like there's with the junior hurling, like, it's it it is tough enough to pick a winner, like because there's a lot of teams in and out that will put the hand up to to actually win it out in the end. But um, no, I suppose look, like I said, at the very start, you can only uh, focus on the next game that's against Arsenal. We won't be looking, we won't be looking past Arsenal by any means. You mentioned there, Martin, as well, just about the kind of the crowd limit is still in place with 200 people altogether. So maybe that's 70, 80 fans at a game. Just go back to that game against Carrigaline. How surreal was it to be playing from such such of a small crowd? Because when you think of championship and you think the heat of a championship battle and in the crucial moments, the crowd gets up and the crowd gets on your back or the crowd is cheering you, and it's not there to the same degree. Kind of, what's that like to play in that atmosphere? Uh, it, it is so strange. Like I remember, like I've we've fond memories of playing in band and like we played against Nemo in an under twenty one county semi final when the sun was scorching down and you've the crowd and the the crowd literally brought us over the line that day. And we played Bishopstone was it last year two years ago in band as well. And uh, the like I like to pitch in band because you know you're going down the steps and there's crowd either side of you and it's really intense atmosphere. Um, and then the last of then it's so it's so strange when you go on the pitch and. Like you're trying to bring yourself up to championship intensity, and I suppose the code inevitably will bring you up that intensity that little bit more. But um, yeah, it, it's just strange playing in front of uh, well, it was playing championship in front of uh, I suppose only what 70, 80 people. It, it's it's very different. Like it's um, yeah, it's a bit surreal, right? Hopefully, we get more fans back in there sooner rather than later. But I suppose that's a that's a wait and see, and hopefully we'll see you on the pitch sooner rather than later too, Martin. Thanks for joining us, and best of luck this weekend. Right. Thanks very much. Thanks. Access Credit Union has always been at the heart of our community through good and bad times. We want to continue to play our part in helping our community through the COVID-19 crisis. As businesses reopen, we encourage our community to work together by staying local, borrowing locally and spending locally. Access Credit Union is here to help. On Sunday, Trina Rangers reclaimed the West Cork League Premier Division title with a 2-1 win over Dunmanway in Mahona. Drina and Dunmanway have been the dominant teams in recent years so it was fitting that the season went all the way to the final day with these sides going head-to-head for the title. Kieran, this Trina side continues to impress with their level of consistency over almost 20 years. Uh, they've been the most consistent force in West Cork soccer for some time now Um this is their second Premier Division in, in three years, and I think they're fourth in eight years. And if you look back since the 2012-2013 season, they've either finished first or second in every season bar one, which was last year. So, Gina were, were fierce hungry to get their hands back on the Premier Division title this year. And they did that, and they did it in dramatic, dramatic circumstances too, because it went down to the final day of the season, the top two in a effectively a playoff for the title, Gina against Dunmanway Town. And credit to Dunmanway here because they won a couple of games last week to set up this title decider. So going into this to this game, Drina knew if they avoided defeat, they'd win the title, while Dunmanway had to win it. And going into the final 15 minutes, it was one all. So everything was to play for. A goal for Dunmanway would have seen them hold on to the title. 
a goal for Drina would have seen them kind of win the title and that's how it turned out and um, Robbie McQueen got his second goal late on for a 2-1 win for Drina Rangers um, they've been a terrific um, ambassadors for, for West Cork soccer over the, the last number of years if you go back to the season before last I think they won five trophies that, that year and they were named the West Cork Sports Team of the Year off the back of that so they've been they've been pretty dominant and um, if you look at this year's league as well they lost only one game in the league. They won 11 of the 14 games. They drew two. They scored more goals than anyone else. 36 goals in 14 games. They conceded less goals than anyone else. They only conceded 10 goals. So if you break it down by all the stats, Drina Rangers were the deserving winners. Um, and they still have, I think, the Premier Cup. They have a, they have a game this Wednesday night in that. So they still have another piece of silverware to play for. So... Um, Great weekend for Drina Rangers, and I caught up with their delighted captain, Tomas Connolly, to look back on a on another memorable weekend. We're delighted to be joined at the Star Sport podcast by Drina Rangers captain, Tomas Connolly, who led his side to the Premier Division title last Sunday. Um, first off, Tomas, congrats. Your, your team well used to, to winning silverware. What was it like to get your hands back on the Premier Division trophy again? Thanks, Karen. Um, yesterday was, it was very good as... Brilliant feeling, all right. Um, it's really uh, it was a very competitive game. Uh, I went down to the wire as well, and um, hugely proud of my team and uh, and the club as well because it was a it was a brilliant win for 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 all of us. So um, yeah, I was delighted with it. Just to give some context to our listeners, um, on Sunday it was Drina Rangers against Dunmanway Town in the final game of the Premier Division season. Um, Drina just had to de- avoid defeat. To, to win the title but if Dunmanway won they'd, they'd have held on to the crown so there was an awful lot on the line on, on, on Sunday and as you watched Dunmanway Town pick up the wins during the past week to set up this title decider what was the feeling in, in the camp like? Yeah so kind of after lockdown there was, was, was a lot of uh, lot of games kind of packed in fairness but um, we kind of knew our job we had to we really had to win all of our games to, to take it to the last game and it was up to the men then as well to to get their points on the board and they have a, a very good side. Um we kinda had it in our head from day one that we, we really did need to win all our games. So and thankfully we were able to do that and um we took it to the last game and to be fair to the men they've they've an outstanding young team as well. They're they've got serious attacking forwards and everything and um two years in a row now it's kinda gone down to the last last game. So it's kind of a it's a tells you all about the league basically how competitive it is and and uh, how difficult it is to win as well so yeah we were we were more than happy to to come away with the win yesterday I, I remember asking the ref at one stage um what was left on the clock I think there was about 13 minutes and it was one all at that stage and yeah that 13 minutes felt like about three hours really but um yeah it was very intense and but uh brilliant to come away with the win all the same you talk about that last 15 minutes, I think it's Alex Ferguson saying it's like squeaky bum time because a goal yeah, for either yeah. side actually wins the title. Kind of, It turns out Robbie McQueen got your second goal and Drina won 2-1 to win the title. But it could have gone the other way if Dunmanway got a goal in that last 15 minutes and they won, they'd have won the title. So talk me through those last 10-15 minutes. That must have seemed like, like an eternity. Yeah, it, was, it was. It was crazy. It's, it's probably not good for the heart either as well because it was, it was racing at that stage. Um, but yeah, it was there was two big sidelines there as well. Um, it was very tough on the referee. In fairness, he did a great, he did a great day or uh, a great job on the day. And um, yeah, you could see the 
the intensity in the game as well because they're two, we're two very good teams to be fair. Um, fairly high quality game as well, I thought. And um, yeah, you could really, when you're on the pitch, you could really feel, feel the two sidelines going at it and um, just calling for every every throw, every corner, everything was being contested really. And uh, you know, it's great to be part of it. And uh, in fairness to the league for, you know, it's they're facilitating, facilitating a, a brilliant um a brilliant sport and a brilliant general activity as well for for the whole of West Cork and uh, yeah it's a credit to him uh, yeah delighted with it again. How does this title tr- triumph rank against the rest? Like I've said earlier, kind of Dream Rangers have been probably the dominant force in West Cork League Premier Division over the last six seven years. I think it's only one season since 2013 when you've been out of the top two. You've won it four times and been runners up on three occasions. So where does this one rank? Kind of. I suppose too to us, considering the year that it is, you know, kind of with, with COVID nineteen, obviously bringing football and sport to a halt for a couple of months, for you to come back and get that string of wins and to get your hands on a trophy that you you relinquished last year. How how does that feel and how does it rank? Yeah, it's it's right up there with uh, one of the best wins anyway I can I can think of. And um, just when you like you said, when you take into consideration everything that's gone on during this crazy year, like but um. Again, credit to the league. They, they didn't make a quick decision and not invite the season or anything like that. Uh, I thought I was delighted with that, actually, to be honest, because you know, there's, there's an awful lot of work goes into uh, into the season before lockdown and, and everything. So it, it was brilliant that we were able to you know, see it out as well. Um, and kind of as regards where it, where it ranks as, as leagues and things, it's like I said, it's, it's right up there because of all the challenges we went through. Uh, I think on the... And the starting team up there was about, I think there was three lads now. It's their first title, and it's hugely important for the likes of them as well. Um, the likes of Robbie McQueen there, who had an absolutely outstanding game, um, got two great goals as well. It's his first title, and it's yeah, it just tells you what uh, how important he is for the team as well. But you you could go through the the whole team really, and and if you I don't know were you there or not yesterday, but uh, some of the performances they put in were. Or top drawer really uh, makes me hugely proud of him as well. So, as regards uh, league titles and things, yeah, it's it's brilliant to be competitive every year. But um, we've had plenty of ups and downs throughout the years. Last year, now we were in the other end of it, so we know exactly how the likes of the men feel. So, brilliant to be able to to come away with the winner. Right? You mentioned the likes of Robbie McQueen, and like you mentioned there as well, a couple of young fellas coming through. How important is that fresh blood to kind of, I suppose, keep the was keep keep Gina Rangers moving forward. Like you've had the kind of that core group of players for the last number of years who've been so central to this success story. But it's so important too, Tomas, to be bringing in these one, two, three young fellas just to freshen the whole team up. Exactly. Yeah, it's hugely important for any club, really. Um, the likes of Gina there were were lucky to have such a very good setup in in our underage, and like that goes back to there's a lot of you know. What goes on behind the scenes there? There's there's so much time goes into it. There's people giving up their own time. They're not you know they're not getting anything for it. Only the fact that they're they're helping kids out and um, we're we're lucky to have so many people involved in in the club as well. And they do so much work behind the scenes in the lotto and uh, just the general running of the club. It's it's hugely important. And you can see it coming through then as well when you see the likes of your under 18s coming through into the junior team. It's it's brilliant to see it. So we're very lucky to have it and. Um, there's some very good players coming through in the next few years as well, so we're we can't wait really to, to have them coming in into the team. 
I think the rest of the West Cork League will be delighted to hear that that there's that there's more talent on the way up because like I've said already, like you've been a dominant force for years. And we go back to the season before last where you did clean sweep. I think you won five trophies and went on to be named the West Cork Sports Team of the Year at the West Cork Sports Star Awards. And like this dominance that you've had and this success, what is the secret to it? How come Drina keep coming back year after year and you're always in contention for for the big titles and the big trophies? Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to put your finger on it. I think you touched on it there as well. The underage has, has an awful lot to do with it. The general running of the club as well is it's it's done so well. Um, people you won't see, you know, there there's so much work and hours going into it. And if you just look at the players on the pitch, then as well, there's there's so much passion, there's so much, you know, willingness to win as well. Um, and like you like you said, there's a there's a core in that team as well that's. It's there every week, regardless of whatever else is going on. And when you show up, you're there to you're there to win every time as well. And look, it's yeah, we're it's a joy to be a part of, to be honest. And um, yeah, it's hard to put your finger on it, but it's yeah, it all comes back down to the club. I think it's it's so well run by so many different people. From you've got your underage blitzes right up to up to junior level. So it's yeah, it's great to see. And it's a very competitive league to win as well, the West Cork Premier Division, because obviously there's yourselves, the Menway Town, Belly the Hub, Clannacilty Town. Like there's some good teams in there, so like it 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 takes a very good team to win this league title. Ah yeah, absolutely. It's there's some very good teams in it. And to be fair, I think um a lot of it comes down to on the day as well. You could you know, between the teams there's sometimes there's very little between us. It could be a kick of a ball really and if you have a bit of luck on your side as well, you know, it, it does help <laughs> in a lot of ways. Uh, because, like I said, it's come back down to the final game in the last two seasons there just alone. And there isn't much between a kick of a ball between the two teams. So, um, yeah, it's it's great to be involved in such a good competitive league. And uh, I think it's only going to get stronger as well next year. So we'll be looking forward to that again. How were the celebrations like on, on Sunday after you picked up the trophy? Yeah, they were good. They were. It's very different, all right, because of the whole social distancing. And there's, you, I suppose, you'd normally go back to a pub or whatever and celebrate. But look, we we adapted and we, you know, we just kind of met up there ourselves. And um, yeah, it was a great night. And fairness, everyone was fairly well responsible. And um, yeah, it was important in this kind of scenario as well. So it was, yeah, it was worked out well. Great stuff there from Tomas. And the word on the street now seems to be that the West Cork League is likely to return at the end of September. Now, before we preview this week's star, I just want to pause for a minute to chat to our friends at Access Credit Union. The Star Sport Podcast is, of course, brought to you by Access Credit Union, your trusted local financial partner. Just recently, I went through the process of opening a current account with Access Credit Union, and I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that it's changed my life. I was able to open the account online during lockdown, which made the process completely hassle-free, and it was made even easier by the great support provided by Access Credit Union team leader, Amanda O'Sullivan, who joins me now. Amanda, I understand you can now apply for a credit union loan online as well. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, you can. If you thought applying for your current account was easy, um, you'll be delighted when you come to us for your car loan. Um, You can apply online just as long as you're registered for your online banking a couple of clicks and it comes to us here in Access Credit Union. The personal touch still isn't lost. We'll still bring you back and discuss the loan with you. Um, and you can upload any supporting documents you needed, your uh, payslips, bank statements, that sort of thing. Um, we attach them here to your loan, assess the loan, 
and you can draw it down online. So we aim to do that all within 24 to 48 hours, depending on when you submit your documents. Um, and I suppose it was something that was in the pipeline for a while, but with COVID-19, it sped, sped us up to, to provide the service. Um, and it's really worked out well for us. And you know, for members being able to access their funds and still draw down their loan, it's been, it's been a great asset to us really, and to the community. I suppose, yeah, um, typically people always had to come into the credit union to draw down their loan. And, you know, for younger people who may not be living in the area anymore, we were inaccessible then. So now we're back back in the market for these these members again. Um, and hopefully they will they will support us as we are supporting local businesses. And, you know, with every 10 euros spent in the locality, it generates 40 euros for the local economy. So in turn, the interest that you're paying on your loan in your local credit union goes back into your local economy. So, you know, everyone's helping each other with this. Great stuff. Thanks very much, Amanda. And don't forget, Access Credit Union is your trusted local financial partner. Access your money 24-7 from anywhere in the world with an Access Credit Union current account and enjoy all the benefits while keeping your money local. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And Kieran, before we preview this week's Southern Star, you might just give us an idea of some of the other West Cork teams in action this weekend. I know Bantry and Skib are in Senior A action on Saturday. There's a big derby in Ahi Hole as Donny's take on Bandon on Sunday. Gabriel Rangers and Castletown Bear are in action in the Premier Intermediate and Kinsale and Adrigal are in, in action in Intermediate A. So a busy week for West Cork GAA. Yeah, it's uh, like you said, there, Jack, a huge weekend in the county football championships for the various West Cork teams. Um, kicks off on Friday evening in Dunmanor with Gavery Rangers taking on McCroom. So it's a West Cork team against a mid mid Cork team there. Um, McCroom won their, their first game, I think. So it's going to be an interesting game. Game Gabriel's um, Gabriel's last their opener, so they need to get back on track here. It's a super Saturday then with a huge amount of games on and. I'd be in Ballinacarraga for the O'Donovan Rasa Ballinagiri game. Um, I saw Skib Hammer St. Nick's in, in, in their opening game. Um, I'm not sure how much we can read into that that, that performance because Nick's wore that bad. But Skib wore impressive. They did what they had to do. So I think we'll have a truer, a truer sense of where this Skib team are at after this game against Ballinagiri, who had lost their opener to St. Michael's. Um, Kish game in Bantry Blues is on Clon in Clantrohid on Saturday too and Bantry Blues lost their opener so they need to get back on track here the positive for Bantry in the last game is that Rory Dean came on as a soap so hopefully they'll be able to maybe see more of Rory uh, this Saturday he might even start so um, he'd be a big boost for Bantry we've obviously spoken about the, the Ross and Island game in Le- on on Saturday evening and there's a couple of more teams in action um, Adrigol are taking on Mitchellstown in the Intermediate Day Football Championship so a big game there for Adrigol um, turning our attention to Sunday We've already mentioned about the Bell and Colleague and Clannacilty game, as well as Castlehaven and Newcestown. But there's also a huge game in Ahiohill, Donnie's against Bandon in the Senior A Football Championship. This is a huge derby. Um, Bandon won their opener against Clyde Rovers, while Donnie's lost their game, um, their, their first game. So Donnie's really need to win this match. Um, so it's an intriguing game again. Um, Donnie's against Bandon. So a lot on the line for the men from Dunmanway. So it is. It's an action-packed weekend, Jack. Um, so looking forward. Just can't wait to sink my teeth into it. And the star, I assume, is going to be full of previews for all the games we mentioned there. Anything else to look out for? Yeah, a twenty-four-page sports section again this week. Um, 
packed with previews of the of the big games coming up. We have interviews with Brian Shannon of Carby Rangers. We have Michael Hurley of, of Castlehaven, Martin Skelly of Clannacilty, and we have injury news and updates on on the teams. We're also looking back, obviously, on the games that were played last weekend. So it killed kill Britain, Barry Rowe, Newcastle, Bendon, Argentine Rangers suffered another defeat. We've all that in there. Um, Match report two from the Ross Carberry's win against Bentry Blues in the County Ladies Intermediate Football Championship that has put Ross through to the county semi-final. As well as that, we have a big special on the O'Donovan brothers, Jack. Um, it's four years ago this week, actually Wednesday, the 12th to be exact, that Gary and Paul won the silver medal at the Rio Olympics. That was Ireland's first ever rowing medal at an Olympics. And I wanted to see, I suppose, four years on, how much that medal has changed and transformed Irish rowing. Because you always hear kind of, um, whether it's lip service, you know, kind of that a certain moment kind of, it did wonders for a sport. But I, I wanted to find out, did this silver medal by Gary and Paul, did it actually change Irish rowing? What was the effect? Like, did Irish rowing benefit um, off the back of Gary and Paul's medal? And did, did Irish rowing make the most of Gary and Paul's silver medal? Because, as we all know, Gary and Paul are almost as famous as celebs as they are as rowers, and, and that helped kind of shine a light on Irish rowing that was never on the sport before. So it's um, interesting stuff. It's a, it's a good read, and I'm also looking back at, I suppose, how this overnight success story was 14 years in the making. If you think back to just before Rio in 2016, very few outside of the rowing circles knew about Gary and Paul. Yet within a week, they were national heroes. Everybody was talking about them. They were Irish pinups, the most famous sporting brothers since the Carneys, even more famous than, than Rob and Dave Carney. And they're probably still Ireland's kind of um, most famous sporting brothers. So we've plenty about Gary and Paul in this week's Southern Star. And it's it's just timely, Jack, to look back on, and this was the the influence and effect that they've had on Irish rowing, seeing as we're now exactly four years on from from the Olympics. Um, and also, we have two pages of West Cork League soccer. We mentioned there, obviously, Drina Rangers won the Premier Division title. Spartak Mosgrove got their hands on the championship title. And there was also the matter of Baltimore and Riverside in the playoff, Jack. And I know you're... Um, it's a, a defeat you've taken badly as a... Well, not badly, sorry. It's a defeat you've taken on the chin as, as a Baltimore player. You lost to Riverside in your playoff last weekend. You went down 3-0. Um, as a result, Riverside go up to the Premier for next season. You stay in the Championship. Um, how are you feeling a couple of days on? Uh, it's just like it's a missed opportunity. I know the West Cork League Championship isn't quite as glamorous as Gary and Paul winning a silver medal at the Rio Olympics. But for the people involved... It's obviously a big enough deal. But unfortunately, a missed opportunity. We started the game with only eight players. So we were never really going to put up much of a fight. So yeah, um, I wrote a piece in the paper about the game this week. So I hope people enjoy it. I just took a bit of a light-hearted look at the glamour involved in playing junior soccer in West Cork. Specifically in the West Cork League Championship. So uh, yeah, it's uh, I think it's worth the price of the paper alone just for that piece, Kieran. I think so, 100%. You're doing yourself a bit of a disservice there, Jack. Like I was saying to you, you're the West Cork League's answer to John O'Shea. Like you're the you're the, the midfielder, defender who had to go and go to put on the gloves last, last Sunday for a bit. But I'm going to ask you too, did you do better with eight players than you did with 11? Well, it is interesting because 
while we had the eight players, the game remained at nil-nil. And uh, so I played in goal for the first 15 minutes because our goalkeeper was delayed, which is understandable. You know, people get delayed. What can you do? I won't hold anything against our goalkeeper, who's also an outfielder usually, but he had a, he had said he'd go and goal at the weekend. Uh, and then, so what I will, I'm going to pat myself on the back here because why not? There's no one here to question me. I had kept a clean sheet for the first 15 minutes. And then when our goalkeeper arrived, I went outfield and a few minutes later they did go 1-0 up. So maybe it's because I went outfield that they just happened to break us down easier or maybe it's because I wasn't in goal anymore. It's maybe a bit egotistical to think that I was at the centre of it regardless. (laughs) But yeah, we were 0-0 with eight players and then as soon as it evened up to 11 versus 11, they got their noses in front and then anyone who was outside on Saturday, it was like 22 or 3 degrees. So the men's legs were gone by the end and they managed to, to pick us off in the last 10 minutes with a second and a third. So quite disappointing, but proud of everyone involved. And like you were saying too, I think Riverside are deserving of their place in the Premier because they were they were quite good in the league. I know they finished a good few points ahead of you in the in the standing. So they're a, they're a team that I think feel that they, des, they, they belong in the Premier Division. So they, they should go quite well there. You wouldn't see them coming straight back down. I can't imagine so. Like they had a panel of twenty-five on Saturday, so it's obviously or on Sunday even. So it's obviously a club that you know they all get behind each other. Well, maybe I did hear the manager say that they only all arrived back because it was the playoff, and there was a bit of a, a hooli on afterwards. Should they be promoted? But still, to have a club in the championship with twenty-five potential players to choose from, when we would regularly have eight, nine, ten, eleven, kind of max. Like if we get eleven on a Sunday morning. We're doing well. So yeah, they're well suited for the Premier League. They play good football and they have a good squad depth. So that should bode well for them because it's tough up there because I know a lot of clubs who go up, they struggle, they lose interest and they end up pulling out of the league. I can't see that happening with Riverside. But Kieran, as I said, worth the price of the paper alone for that on Thursday. And the Southern Star is in shops across West Cork on Thursday. And if you can't make it to a shop, you can pick up a copy of the digital edition, subscribe online and read the Southern Star on your computer, tablet or smartphone for less than €2 per week. Thanks for listening to this week's Star Sport Podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week. And if you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Slongo Fole.